This is the process.ink. I'm Tom Benedict, and this is the process.ink. And I'm here in Atwater Village with Alex Marecki and Morgan Krantz, and they are in the middle of shooting the second season of their web series, Neurotica. They are feature filmmakers. They both have, each of them has an independent film under their belts, and Morgan is an actor, and you've been, worked on a lot of series. You worked on Girls, mm -hmm. and New Girl, and... In, Everything with the word girl in it. And Alex's film. Yep. It's, it's, your film is called... All Together Now. All Together Now, and your film is the babysitter? Babe, just babysitter. No, babysitter. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. How are you guys doing? It's great to be here. Great. Good. Thanks for yeah, having thanks us. Thanks for having us. So let's talk about you, you, your segue from working on right making feature films, independent films, and then starting a web series, which is uh, yeah. I mean, for me, it was definitely that segue. Morgan I made my made... film after the first season of Neurotica. Yeah. So anyway, Alex and I met. Because I was, he cast me in his first film. We made that. Then we became butt buddies, <laughs> as they say. We courted each other for a while. Yeah, we became friends, and then we started to try to. We we got together to try to write a movie many years ago. We were like trying to figure out a movie. We wanted the movie to be like a Bruce Springsteen album. That was our like concept at one was point. It? Yeah, do you remember that? No. I remember telling you I was like, you know, what? I just want to make a movie that feels like a Bruce Springsteen album. And you were like, wow. Me too. <laughs> so we like we were trying. We were taking some cracks at some shit, but then yeah, we're all about honesty, Morgan and I. Yeah, <laughs> and the honest man. But then what happened was we had this. This is the origin story. Because okay. then we had, well, my ex girlfriend writes or wrote or still writes erotic stories, and then I made a joke one time, with Alex present, where I was like, oh well, Alex and I write neurotica, because she writes erotica, and we were like trying to one-up her and then we both sort of looked at each other and were like that's a good title for something <laughs> and it was like literally a title and we started thinking oh it should be like a musical or something that we don't do <laughs> so we had that title idea and then we had and a friend at Reckless, Reckless Tortuga yeah. who they were like this big YouTube channel he came to me and was like you know we're looking for other people's web series we'd like to put on our channel and we have all these followers and it just felt like a good point to do that because Alex and I had kind of not we really come up of, with we a movie idea. We were in that mode where we were, I think we were just kind of meeting weekly and seeing what happened. Yeah. And we toyed around with like maybe five feature ideas that we yeah. were just playing around with. Nothing came of it, but then this web series thing, which is actually a good segue into like what web series are, was, but there, there, was, there was an immediacy for it. There was a, your friend had a channel of something? Friend had a yeah. channel with a lot of followers. And, you know, when they approached and said, do you guys want to do anything for it? You know, it just seemed like some like an almost instant gratification. Like we would make something, you know, there there would be the stakes didn't feel at the time like very high for it. Like it was for us just like something we would just do for the hell of it. And then, like Morgan said, we had this title Neurotica, and uh, I remember another thing being like we went to this the silent movie theater had just screened this like they did this Pete and Pete night. And yes, Pete and Pete. Of yeah. Course. Which, yeah, which is a great show, and they did this whole cast and crew reunion, and what they showed that night that I had never seen before is uh, apparently Pete and Pete started as a 60-second, like, interstitial. 
is what they called them. Like you know, like you know, like Nickelodeon, like MT Beavis and MTV, too. yeah, MTV, uh, Beavis and Butthead too had these things where it would be like these thirty to sixty second stories that were told in between shows, almost like a commercial. And Pete and Pete started that way, oh. and it it just kind of took off from there because it just developed so much interest. But they would basically tell a story in extreme efficiency. And that also became something that went towards like building the neurotica concept because that efficiency was. Well, it's really also, you know, and at the time, I mean, the internet, well, it's kind of funny because now I think longer, longer form web, web series are more in vogue and better. There, there's some good ones out there that are like quite long, but at the time, I felt like I was surrounded by all these people who were trying to make, everybody was trying to make a web series, but everybody was trying to cram like a movie idea into the, like a web series and we're doing like, like, like 15 minute episodes that were basically just like trying to be like TV. Yeah, and it Every, was just everything like, it was always like a proof of concept for like a sitcom. Yeah, like nobody was just embracing the form. medium. Like yeah, nobody was exactly. just saying like, this is the fucking internet. It needs to be like quick and aggressively, like, you know, just boom, you know? I mean, the internet has evolved a lot since yeah. four years ago even. But at the time, it was like there was, you know, I had, would have to do the obligatory watch of like everybody's web series, and they were all, I just felt they were too long, you know? Yeah. And you didn't, well, you weren't interested, you know? Or I mean? they were sloppy. I mean, that was another big thing. I think the thing that running times were, were long just because the web felt like a medium that you didn't need to be as like right. careful about. Right. Uh, and like at the time, I don't think people were bringing that kind of rigor to the web as much. I mean, things again have changed dramatically and now the web is like a completely on par with everything else medium. But yeah. uh, at the time it was like something where you could just like record something with your friends and just throw it on to some channel. I mean, that's stuff um, that's still happening. Obviously that's still happening. Yeah. So then you wrote scripts, you wrote seven neurotic No, no. We wrote the first one. Yeah, like all wrote, in one we night, wrote, we wrote, the same night yeah. we had the idea. I think we had like the first idea, like the name we had the idea for the show. And you we were also, always going to star. It was going to be no, no, yeah, no. Actually, that was I an actually, interesting thing too. Yeah, no, we came up with this whole thing, and we were like, "Oh, this is great." And then we thought, I would have loved to have done it at the time, but I just we were, I was like not trying to insert myself arbitrarily. As yeah, I think the, it was like this kind of awkward thing of like, well, Morgan had met me as like an actor, but then kind of evolved our relationship evolved into two creators. Right. And then I think it would have been like I, I think from on your end it would have been awkward to be like obviously I'll play it like you couldn't assume that. Well, that but also um, it wasn't it to... wasn't obviously my type yeah, at the time. Exactly. Since then I've done since Veronica I've done a few things that are like using the same part of myself. But meeting you, I would not necessarily cast you. Think that you no, exactly. It's that. not obvious I mean, at do, all. It's shocking you. You do such a great job. Thanks. On the, I mean, it's not shocking you're one flag. Thanks. You do a great job. Playing that character. Oh, thanks. It's really, really yeah, cool. it feels like a part of me, but we, we it were just wasn't gonna, obvious. We were going to go with this guy who was like well, the we real life version of the guy. Yeah, exactly. We were modeling the guy on like the most, you know, so, like we know this a few very neurotic there. people, and one in particular who is just like is similarly debilitated by his neuroses as the character, and we just thought we would use him, which would have been a catastrophe, because that doesn't Well, he's just a musician, translate. and he's like, he's this really, really amazing or... looking musician. <laughs> no, but he, I mean, he's an incredibly talented person, yeah, but he's yeah. not an actor, and uh, I think if we had gone that route, it, it would have become more of like an art short or something, like it just wouldn't have had the same thing going on. So we ended up kind of in a bind, just being like, yeah, I'll fucking do it, and then, it was. It's easy too because it's also, 
it's like for the two of us, like we don't have to deal with like calling another person to be like, hey, we need to shoot this, you know? All right. So it works on a lot of levels. And in terms of, yeah, it works very well. In terms of the ideas for the stories, if that character is inspired by this guy in some way, are the stories inspired by his? They originally no. were, at, at the but time, no, I don't think they were like his. Like life we talked stories. about, we talked like about his behavior. We talked yeah. about like what would he do. But the stories, for me, I feel actually uh, quite personal in a way. I mean, specifically the second season. I think Alex and I have put a lot of work into like making it real for us. You know, I mean. I've had like I am very flattered by it, like but I've been you know like uh, a, a few people I've like dated have <laughs> watched the show and I never even thought they, they, they were like oh it's oh so it's like you it's like a heightened version of you and I'm like oh well yeah I guess so and I think that's ultimately a good thing and but I never really I don't think we really I, I wasn't really embracing that until the second until yeah. we're doing it this round at the first season there's we one yeah I'd say there's one episode of the first season that was or a couple that were drawn from real life yeah I mean uh, like the wingman episode where you know it's about it's about making a best friend I mean I definitely all the I mean, time we kind of feel had that like with that. each other yeah we felt that with each other like I've, I've definitely felt longing for friends and, and particularly like male friendship is like not something that has always been like super clear to me you know so I that was that felt like pretty personal and right. the cousin episode I mean I remember one time my little cousin was like sitting on my knee at like a Hanukkah or something, and I, you know, it, I just felt weird about it. And somehow it led to this. I want to like avoid going on record saying the cousin episode is <laughs> anyway autobiographical. Let's just say, let's just say Alex has a lot of cousins. Okay, so we, we yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah. So you didn't yeah, it's definitely Morgan real, and his cousin. You, you didn't cast a real cousin to play your cousin. No, 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 no. That's a girl, Avalon. Uh, Peterson, who's just a good actress and is like hot, but my stepmother is in that episode. Okay. And then we have like a lot of family in. Um, oh, and then like his grandma was in that episode. Yeah, yeah. And it was in my this new episode, house. my sister, my father, and my stepmother, and like a lot of our friends are in it. It was well rounded. You had a good group of people in that. That family unit was very. It was very nice. Yeah, that was. I remember Alex being like very like diligent about getting adults there because I really didn't want to like call my dad. Oh yeah, to me like that was a big pet peeve actually. Thinking of the yes. time, how many like web series would like it's just twenty something twenty somethings or like eighteen year olds playing every position in society from the judge to the 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 puff i mean just like anything you could think of it was all played by the same age group yeah we so just we, had, we, we thought it would feel cheap attention. like we it was like obviously it's very easy for us to get like 20 to 30 year olds you know right we offer them the beer old, they're there in, in the wingman episode the two old versions of the friends oh yeah, yeah. those guys we cast from well alex from... had worked on a film with clement Clement von Frankenstein, who plays yeah. one of the guys. He's also in the second season, as well as the guy who plays older me. And the guy who plays older me, Mel Cole, is... is uh, older you. No, I'm sorry. Is <laughs> Like, I had this... <laughs> well, no. <laughs> but right, so let's, let's talk about the fundamentals of, like, shooting these, the logistics and shooting. You, you, How many days did you take to shoot the first It would basically person? be like... I remember we shot the first two in one go over a weekend. And it was two at once. We did. Yeah, we did two at once, and it was the the fat girl episode, and I think text message. Oh, yeah, probably. 
And we shot them all both at once, and we edited them both at once. And it, it was actually there was a, like a hiatus there because we actually thought it completely failed. Yeah, we and were really it was bummed. only because of one really one element, and that's what we set it to the wrong drum beat. We edited the whole thing to a drum beat that was recorded by actual drums, uh, like a, a like a friend of ours who's a drummer uh, just played a beat, and something about that was just too heavy and like cumbersome for the Aww. thing. And then we at some like we we reached like a kind of crisis point with it where it just doesn't didn't feel particularly good. It was decent, but then we introduced an electronic drum beat and edited to that, and basically everything became five times faster. Yeah, and that changed everything. the pace. Like it was all about the, like we had suddenly this, we were dealing in this frames, first cut. You know? I remember showing it to people, and it was sort of like either funny or just offensive to them. Was it three minutes long as opposed to a minute and a half? Yeah, yeah it was probably like, like two or three. And, and then once we once we really tightened it up, we realized like that's the sort of tone and voice of the show. Yeah, it kind of always had like more of a lyrical quality where he was just like, yeah, maybe like this. And then, like it just like, it was, it was slow kind of. It didn't be, it wasn't that, it wasn't the speed of neuroses really, which is like, yeah. <laughs> so that that happened in post production of yeah. those first two episodes. As filmmakers editing, you just realized that yeah. what mm -hmm. was working and found a way yeah. to make it work after some experimentation. Yeah, yeah. And you had to did you have to surrender to the idea? Okay, these are going to be a minute and a half. This is the this is the way these things. It, I was it, I loved it. it. I yeah. thought it was great because we, again, we became like, addicted to cutting. Like basically, yeah. it became become. A thing where we would like spend an entire night shaving frames like literally like that there's two frames extra there there's two here you know there's and then you know over the course of that entire edit but it was very much in reaction thing. to like I said like all this bullshit that was being made at the time I felt it was just like long and boring so like the tighter it felt like it, we were yeah we were very hooked on tightening up tightening it up but like as tight as we could make it and as dense as we could make it. Just like, you know. Yeah. In, in watching it now, I think honestly we're blowing over some things that probably if we had taken a moment could have gone a laugh. Like we maybe go too fast yeah. at times. But uh, yeah, we wanted it to be aggressive like that. And so you finished the first season and then you showed it, you went, it went live and then you showed it around and you were contacted. Well, we, we, gave, it we, didn't do we gave it to this channel, they put it up. Yeah, we were kind of like a little bit... Uh, Alex was like done. I mean, we were both kind of done. They were very taxing to make. And then we were just like, you know, we put it out there. They did very well on the channel. And then, I mean, some of them were exceedingly well, even better than a lot of the videos that the channel would do. So it, it would reach a wider... It was called Reckless Tortuga. And they're not on there anymore. But, um, but like, you know, they were performing well and it was really fun to like put them up and then you get immediately all these like comments and stuff and you know people engaging with you and we were using that every episode you know we would get all these comments and sort of like it was it just felt great anyway we put it up and we honestly weren't we were kind of not sure if we were going to keep making them and then uh around that time a management company that represents that channel really liked it sent it to Lee Eisenberg and Gene Subnitsky, who are these big comedy writers who did like The Office and a lot of big studio comedy films. They watched it, they loved it. They, they wanted us to meet with them to talk about a half hour. That was exciting. And so we met with them, talked about that, kind of signed up with them, developed it into a half hour after much belaboring, you know, because to take 90 seconds to 30 minutes is crazy. Yeah. It was not an easy process. Ultimately... Full of 
like a lot of doubt as to whether it's even the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, whether the neurotica is about. We got agents from it too. I mean, all just from the first season. Like you know, uh, apparently WME showed it at their Monday morning meeting or something, and so then suddenly one week, you know, all WME is hitting us up and you know blowing their sweet sweet smoke <laughs> and uh you know so we signed up with them and it's all, it was all very exciting but you know so we went around and pitched the half hour thing but we didn't i don't think we i don't think it was quite ready for that and so where we ended up going was into this kind of premium digital air area which is with end well, what happened kind of was that the 90 seconds became this like we're attached to the sales pitch in an obvious way, like it, 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 yeah. it, it was supposed to function like a proof of concept, but you had these two things that kind of didn't really mesh. And mm -hmm. it was this half hour script that was very kind of traditional in its ABC plotline format. Mm -hmm. And then you had this 90 second thing, which was supposed to be a proof of concept, but looked just like a completely different thing in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think part of what kind of made it hard to sell was mm -hmm. this, that the, the 90 seconds kind of begged for it to stay in that way in in that format and people couldn't get their minds around like how do how is this extending to half an hour and why yeah. um, the closest so, we got though was with FX they really liked it i think if they had but they had just bought man seeking woman which um, is, yeah, which is similar. you know kind of similar and i could see for them it's how similar it is so like i think if that hadn't happened i think they would have cuz they Seemed to get it in a big way, but uh, yeah, I think it ended up right where it needed to end up. So we in, yeah. in, the, in the half hour, how did you structure it in terms of the character and the rest of the character? Just my favorite part of the half the hour was the cold open, which essentially was an episode from the web series. You know what right. I mean? Like, like we got we sort of yeah, like that's where cold we could opened stick it to our, our like yeah, our, like our format, like yeah. cold open it with like basically an episode. Right. And then, you know, we kind of built out the world and we tried to give regular characters and all of this stuff. And now, yeah. and I, I just don't think regular characters is, or at least regular relationships is something that fits in this show. And if we go out and pitch it again as a half hour, which I kind of suspect might happen, like we're not even gonna entertain that idea. Well, because at the time also there was less precedent for that. Like, yeah. it, you know, we were right on the threshold of, I think a new kind of comedy, I would dare say. Well, in TV was just like kind of, In TV specifically, was starting to emerge and that's like Louis C.K. And I mean, HBO is doing high maintenance now, which is kind of and like the whole idea of like an anthology show uh, was starting to come up. I, I don't know, like at, at, at the time, you had to have recurring characters and that's why people buy into a show. It's just the relationships. Existing relationships continue to do their shtick. But the problem is this guy, the whole basis of the show is that he has no relationships. You yeah, know? it's all about so, him trying and failing to right. establish a relationship. But as soon as he has a connection for us, right. the show's over, like that's end game. So what we're doing in the new season is we're building out a world that's like, we want threads, like serial, we want like little serial threads, even people, right? But they can't be like, like relationships. You just can't have any, that's like the whole point. It's about loneliness, ultimately, the show. And are yeah. there other people who are experiencing neurotica or it's just him I mean, and, and his point of view of everybody else in the world? We're just sticking with him. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, there's some idea to like <laughs> go into a, I mean, inside you know, have out, this, have this yeah, like, like the ultimate bloopers. date scene where you're going into both the mind of the, the protagonist and at a certain point, like breaking format and going into the mind of the, his date yeah. and finding how the two, like exactly how they're missing each other. 
Yeah, like in, Inside Out was just amazing. It, it like, but that was just there, the bloopers. There's a certain, yeah, the bloopers, quote unquote. They animated it. Yeah, obviously, but was it just the bloopers? They did like one little bit at the end where you go into like the parents' heads and stuff. You know. Anyway, but it, yeah, we've 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 messed with that idea. I mean, I think that'd be cool. I think if people like, you know, like if the show blew up and then there was like a you know like Alex from Israel, if if Israel people. The Israel, if the people of Israel or anybody was like, "Hey, we want to do this," and we would be like, "Yeah, cool. Like, you should do it as a format and just pay us like a commission." Well, yeah, that was something that because now we're working with Endemol, and Endemol, you know, one of their claims to fame and something they like to remind us of is the fact that they're the biggest production company in the world. Right. And that's because they have kind of pieces of networks throughout the world. Yeah, Israel, uh, they have they're they're huge in in the Israeli uh, media, and then uh, India, Turkey, England which I think is where they're based, but, you know, that just, the fantasy of selling Neurotica as a format, because it is, it is a format. It is, like, it does have certain rules that can be applied in various like, cultures. Can you imagine, like, like you know, can you, you imagine, like, you know, like a bunch of yeah. men in Turkey or, like, doing their exactly. own, like, think, stories, yeah, like, oh, this is the things cultural, I would get about. Cultural issues of, yeah. there are universals of these yeah. things, but they're also... You could do, like, a black Neurotica, you yeah. know? Yeah. So you copyrighted the name Neurotica? I don't think so. <laughs> There's a metal band that made an album called to, Neurotica. Getting back from that first season and then end them all and you didn't go with a half hour, you did the half. You didn't sell a half-hour version, so then you went to just doing going doing a web a second season of web, of web. shows. Yeah, like yeah, but like now we're doing it with like a budget and with like which you know the first season had none of, and we're doing it with budget. And we're doing it with uh, with a longer running time. That's which is which thing. is so now we're like five. Now we're like four to six minutes now. Yeah, which is which I think going to be key in understanding how to sell it as a half-hour because. We actually went a second time. We did a second go at trying to introduce recurring characters in a recurring location and basically introduce all of the sitcom, traditional sitcom elements, even for this Endemol version. We did it again. And then again, through a lot of like toil, we realized, we had to realize like that it just doesn't work for this show. No matter how you slice it, it's about being very much grounded in one person's POV. So, so I think now we, well, but the difference being now that we, we do scene work, which is something that was completely absent from the first season, because the first season is all based on montage. There's no actually like living within a scene. Have, like there's no real dialogue. There's at the most, like he drops one line at the end or there's one line to open it, but that's it. It's bookended and that's it. But now we're actually doing scenes and that took a long time to figure out how this character exists in a scene because for the longest time we actually kept him a mute. He became this kind of, like we still toy with the idea that like he's an American Mr. Bean and that's definitely a big influence. Like yeah. he has the qualities of like a tramp or a Mr. Bean where he's very, there's something very physical about him and very like, he's kind of a little more heightened than everyone around him. Yeah. But we found his voice, like we found a way for him to actually talk. In a sense, in yeah. A, we unmuzzled him. Yeah. But I feel like if we were, if we go on and we do a third season, I think that it'll become even more unmuzzled. Like I think that as we make it more, I think that he'll become, he'll become more and more closer to us. Yeah. And even his world will become closer to reflecting our world, and we'll be doing more like finer more advanced stories even right. don't you think well we are localizing it now like that's yeah we've given a big, a big sense of place to yeah. it now and it is LA it take place? at Water Village 
Yeah. Ish. Ish. Well, uh, <laughs> it's, sort kind of, of, it's almost like an east side. It's sort of like uh, east side. It takes place collage. on like, yeah, like in the kind of like um, grimier parts of LA. That's where. And you know. Which Atwater Village is. Atwater Village be- is becoming, no longer. Becoming like, invalid for there's that a purpose. Few <laughs> local, there's a few spots like on Glendale that if you just shoot those, they look real old and we, you know, they, they are old. But yeah, um, now the whole premise of the show, without giving too much away, is that, uh, and that's the big difference is that we have a premise is we open the first season with basically his grandmother dying and that's the first kind of situation that he has to deal with in the vein of like the old episodes like that's that's the situation is his grandmother's dying and he doesn't know what to do about it and then in his mind space we realize that his grandmother was basically everything to him and he's basically lived in almost complete reclusivity with her for his entire life and so it becomes like there's almost like a uh, what's that Peter Sellers movie uh, being there being there kind of quality to it where he's kind of unleashed onto the world for the first time after almost being like a complete recluse and so that's kind of become the justification for why he's so socially inept basically he's had no one except for grandmother and now everyone in the ep- in the episodes after that become like this attempt at finding a gram a, a nana substitute and does he form a relate during the second season? Does he form a, try to form a relate? He gets close. He gets else? close each time. Each time it's a different kind. Like one episode, he's trying to make a best friend. One episode, he's trying to hit on an older woman because he wants to establish that who has a son, and he's trying to establish like this kind of family idyllic family life for himself. But that fails. In another episode, you know, each time he's trying to form a different kind of connection, and each time it, it doesn't work. Without any spoilers. Maybe it does work out. <laughs> if there were a third season, do you see him finally, you know, achieving I, I think a higher form I, of living with his neuroses? Or well, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. I think that if we go on making it, I think that we're going to probably end up bringing it even closer to us. In a way, that's, yeah, I mean, how, that's my one, suspicion. That's one direction that we could go. There is another direction where, from season to season. He could just descend into more, because right now you're getting the sense that the character is on the verge of psychotic, but not there. He's definitely still in the <laughs> realm of neurotic, and there is there is a, 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 I think there is a temptation, because he's constantly dealing with loneliness and really just never manages to establish any connection. There's a temptation to take him to psychotic, like to a Travis Bickle type of extremity. Yeah, but we're gonna save that for the last episode. Um, <laughs> But the thing, the thing is, you're so situated in his point of view, you're kind of like, the idea is to never yeah. lose the, the audience's ability to track with his thoughts. So it's only when he executes on his thought process that you realize how crazy and far-fetched they were. But when you're following him step by step on his logical process, you're like, the idea is that you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, that makes sense. That's a good idea. Yes, that's, that's a good way of seeing things. It's always like a healthy mindset. It's just he applies these yeah. kind of healthy notions mm-hmm. Yeah, he's articulate and intelligent, ways. but yeah. he just takes it a little, like always one step too far. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a miscalculation or he makes an assumption. About exactly. The world or or yeah. he takes these things that we hold like kind of like almost like catchphrase, like soundbite ideas, and he misapplies them. So that's why we're so likely to go along with him because he's, he's talking about like, you know, things like uh, friendship being like he talks about in, in one episode that we're working on now. He talks about male friendship and the awkwardness of initiating a male friendship and how that's because male men like to view themselves or uh, as like lone wolves 
so he talks, I mean, he talks, says all these things, all these truths. Like, we want him to not be blabbering on nonsensically. He says things that are true, like about like why it's awkward for a man, one man to initiate a friendship with another man. And he reaches these conclusions, like these nuggets that are like very ring true. And then he applies them, and that's where there's something missed. Like, he just, he, he loses himself in the application. He misapplies it. it in some ways, it remind, the first, I'm not having seen the second season, the first season reminds me of, uh, of Curb Your Enthusiasm in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. That he ends up, something ends Except up Larry David is very sort of misanthropic, and, mm-hmm. and our guy is more like Don Quixote or something. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's like, he's not really a cynic at yeah. all. He's mm-hmm. rather optimistic and uh, positive. Yeah. But yes, I mean, there is, we love Larry David. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously we're, we love him. But it's almost like, it's like we're, it's like, like we like to say, it's like, like Seinfeld on acid or mushrooms or something. But right? he's even more well-meaning than Seinfeld. Like he's he, well-meaning. He never yeah. actually judges anyone. Yeah, his he always falls himself. Always, yeah. Kind of like he's more apt to like fault himself and be like, I just think like we really try to veer away from him judging anyone. He's more just trying to figure out where they're coming from, and that's where he fucks up. So and he's very like uh, yeah, I mean, the well-meaning. Question, the Seinfeld question and the Kirby Enthusiasm question for me is like, do they does it do they change? And I, I think that they do change. They, they do gain knowledge and experience in their lives. His, the lives of the characters in the show, Larry David's lives, and everybody's lives, their, their lives are altered by what happens to them in every story. Right. right. But then when they're confronted with something else, that experience doesn't, doesn't come through. It yeah. doesn't apply yeah. for right. some reason because the next experience is somehow unique to them. We have little bits of that because we have, like, in the beginnings of this new season, like, there's one episode we're starting where he's kind of thinking to himself, like, gosh, you know, I really should do something to, like, get out of my own head, you know? And then he goes and, um, you know, he thinks, well, maybe I'll get a dog, you know, like, that'll help me, you know, that'll help me be less neat. So he's, like, he is, in a way, reacting off of, I think it's also just our way of reacting with dealing with him so much. At a certain point, we're sick of, like, his antics. We're like, well, he should probably want to do something to help himself yeah. about it, you know? I think that's something we'll explore more, too. And one, what, it's wonderful that you found this character and that you've stuck with it and that you're continue, you're drilling down more yeah. and more into who he is and that you have you still have passion and interest in. He's the millennial Mr. Bean, like Alex said. <laughs> we want we want him to be Mr. Bean for millennials. I would like that for to be my destiny. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, great. Thank you, guys. We look forward to see- season two. Is going to be on the web when? One of these days soon. <laughs> this fall. Fall is unlikely. And has a channel. No, we don't know exactly where it'll play yeah. yet, but it'll be on on the web, and you can like our Facebook page and like right now, which is neuro- Neurotica on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. I don't know the actual URL. I think it's actually Facebook.com slash Neurotica. But if you search Neurotica on Facebook. Search Neurotica on Facebook, like it, and that way um, we will keep you posted on the new season. Yeah. And the videos are on YouTube now. The, the videos are all on Facebook and on YouTube. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, fantastic. And that's it for now. If you would like a PDF transcript of today's show or want to check out our schedule, you can get it all and more at theprocess.ink. And of course, we're on iTunes and all those other good places. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Benedict.